Attention, new agents. This is me, Dr. Byron Brimstone, director of the OMEN. That's the Office for Occult Monitoring, Examination, and Negation. I'm here to give you a short intro into the adventures of the OMEN investigations team. Join us on a comedy role-playing podcast set in the modern world, where three agents travel the globe to deal with demons, cultists, and conspiracy theories. Follow the exploits of Koala Jackson, an amnesiac Australian with a dark history. Yeah. Annabelle St. John. A gun-sticking girl from the Deep South. Is it a gun cult or is it a pony cult? And Dr. Martin, a disgraced former professor from Sweden. I mean, I am from Sweden. If you like listening to people search for monsters, aliens, entities from beyond the void and other such hoo-ha, then you should check out Omen Investigations on all good podcast apps. Bibstone out. Dolores, remind me why we're podcasting our top-secret operations again. Right. where theatrical people play role-playing games. I'm Matt, I am your compare for this episode of Deja Vu Backstage. Uh, I'm joined by Dave. Hello. I'm joined by Ellie. Hello. Uh, And Alex. Hello. And finally, last but not least, uh, Josh. Good morning. (laughs) Hello. Hello. You're looking very dapper today. (laughs) Thank you very much. I thought it was a special occasion. I thought maybe we should dress up. Not everybody got the the memo. Um, (laughs) But I thought I'd make an effort. Yeah, if you check our Twitter and uh, my Instagram, I'm sure you'll be able to see some evidence of... Uh, th- this is this is the interview segment of uh, Merely Role Players, and uh, it feels very interview-like right now. Can I just say thank you for having me here for your, for your time today, So we're gonna we're gonna take a, a, a look back, a retrospective, if you will, uh, at your time uh, on the. Uh, previous nine seasons mm. of this uh, silly podcast that we do. So, reminders, first of all, which seasons uh, people will recognise your voice from, Josh? Okay, you may have heard me previously <laughs> from season four, Let's Get Gideon. Yes. The heist drama. Uh, and from Way se- back when. Way back when. And also season nine of Let's Get Shipwrecked. <laughs> Prospero? The Pro- good ship Prospero? Yes, you were a Prospero. I was a Prospero. Yes. Great. And then the Viola came after you. The Viola came after me. Yeah. Very good. So yeah, just, just the two seasons for me. But yeah. two very exciting, quite action-heavy yeah. seasons, I think. Yes. Um, so the first thing that I want to talk about is, mm. um, is memorable moments. Mm. So... Um, obviously one of them is slightly fresher potentially in the mind than the other but is there a moment from either of those seasons that you still think about a lot uh well spoiler alert for anyone listening at home that hasn't caught up yet (laughs) shame on you for not catching up these backstage episodes are going to be full of spoilers from the previous (laughs) seasons (laughs) moments that really stick in the mind i mean for me personally i realize that that a lot of the uh the, the sessions that i do and a lot of the scenes i get involved in are quite action heavy and maybe that's sort of where my, my brain ends up taking me. So I remember um, the finale of Let's Get Gideon, 
with Chris and with Ellie and with Dave uh, in our full heist gear. Uh, and just, just the image of me rattling down um, a busy London street in a motorbike with Dave in the sidecar um, <laughs> with his little goggles on um, and, our, and our ladder attached to the side once it got the style. <laughs> um, and, and, then the, and then the thoughts of both Chris and Ellie, very much the, the faces of the operation pretending to be police officers. <laughs> uh, and, and everybody just firing off their various moves at once with the smashing cars using the armoured van and trying that to shoot poorly. out. <laughs> it, it, it all went awfully. It all went very, very badly. But it had those tropes of sort of putting together a classic action scene in role-playing where you all take a second and you all think about, right, what are we going to do? And you say it and you're like, oh, this is going to be good. And you all start to build. And you're like, yeah, if Ellie smashes into the side of that police car, great, I'm going to wheel around the side of it and Dave's going to go and smack one of the guys off his bike. And it sort of all just, it all comes together. So for me, as like the epic finale, um, to that season, it really worked quite nicely, and I think as well because it had been quite, it been quite role play heavy and quite encounter, quite um, uh, uh, yeah, quite quite encounter heavy. Lots we, of sort of talking and sort of like of um, conning people face to face rather yes. than being quite actiony. Lots, lots of point. planning. Exactly, um, to lead up to that big moment. And so it was almost like a chance for us to dispel some of that energy. A lot of nervous energy, because so much had gone wrong. I can't repeat, I can't say that uh, enough, that how much had gone wrong. And that is credit to you as a games master to say, you know what, let's just let's try and give them a, a slither of hope as opposed to just And you still it. win. And you still win. It's all okay, guys. Despite and there was the, the real-life tension of Chris having to go home quite soon, so the speed of everything was just getting faster faster yeah absolutely um, I have to say my, my most memorable moment of you in merely role players is also from that season mm. but it's, it's specifically um, you undercover with your boss in Gideon's security firm Chuck Barnhoff, Chuck Barnhoff. Who, who we made up on the day um, and just an exchange we had about your your intensity intensity yeah. sir yeah, yeah. Yeah. that was that was odd because at the time I didn't realise quite how sexual it would sound when I, when I listened to it again it sounded very very tense and uh, yeah that wasn't the intention at all but you know that's the wonderful thing about role playing games just things happen it was such a realize. such a good vocal performance that I could tell how close you were to his face <laughs> The, the, the line intensity, sir, was yeah. about three oh. centimetres away. You were, it was nose to nose. You were getting your oxygen from his mouth. That's how close it was. 100%. Yeah. No, that, that was great. I like that scene. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was very quick. It was quick fire improvisation mm -hmm. and it kept me on my toes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's those those other meanings. People read things into the art like where once it's out in the world, people can put whatever interpretations they want on things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so this has... Um, an actual influence on the game we're playing today. Um, so because your most memorable moment comes from season four, Let's Get Gideon, uh, I would like you to put a, a plus one on your sheet from that game. Ooh. And this is basically going to make it easier for you to remember your skills from that life, that mm -hmm. version of yourself mm -hmm. in the game we're going to play today. Mm -hmm. Great. Next, uh, is there, out of the two that you've done, is there a story that you feel like you would want to revisit that you feel like there's more story to tell and that you feel like it'd be interesting to do another session of i'd quite like to explore the island mm -hmm. more from season nine 
because I think the, the the limitless opportunities for mysteries and for um, uh, and for, for set pieces and for dangers and for wild animals and for exploding geysers <laughs> and for lava flow. Uh, as, as I said in that season, I'm a real map nerd. And so being able to draw the map as we were going along was so, so cool. It was so much fun. And it meant we got to set the other guys up for where they landed on the other side of the island, which was an amazing, amazing thing as well. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to go back to the island and I'd like to, to explore a bit more. Yeah, maybe um, it could be an archipelago. You could build yourself some right. coracles. Absolutely. Head to the next island in the chain. Swim to the next island, <laughs> go set up civilization, um, and see what happens from there. Because I, I felt I felt the way that we played that season, certainly the Prospero team, it felt very perilous from the start, <laughs> and it didn't seem to let up at any point. We didn't have many sort of plateauing moments of calm. We and went now from there's one, a volcano, and now yeah. you're falling off a cliff. Yeah, one danger to the other. Um, and so I know that Strat obviously built himself a wonderful, uh, 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 technically ingenious um, shelter, and sort of set up a um, set up a base camp. But for me, I, I kind of wanted to explore, and so we were at odds in in that regard slightly. But I'd like to play again and try and set up a Robinson Crusoe style <laughs> Swiss Family Robinson uh, uh, establishment. Yeah, a so. so that's sort of wanting to revisit in the sense of there's there's more of the world to explore there. Mm. Are there any uh, is there anything from the the seasons that you've done where you feel like there's you have unfinished business or, or regrets that you'd like to like things that you would want to do over or that you didn't get to do that you'd like to do? Going back to Gideon. Mm-hmm. I think because things did go wrong and because I did get discovered in my undercover uh, in my undercover guys, Max Wiles, he was um, shown to be a fraud uh, and I think exposed. It was tasering that guard that did it. I didn't taser the guard. I was playing with the taser and sort of zapping the air. Um, and he just walked onto the end of the taser. And he walked onto the end of the taser. That's his fault. Mm. It's his fault. That would stand up. No, no, that would. no. Gideon came down from his bedroom and was really annoyed at all the noise. And, it, and that, that was it. Was entirely my fault. So I, oh, right. I, I think, yeah, I, I think um, having built up so much undercover and having done so many role play scenes with Chuck and with gain, gaining intel to then have it all sort of fall to bits because let's be fair, I was a complete fool. Um, uh, <laughs> Was 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 tough, and so if I were to play it again, I'd quite like to try and go a little bit further and try and remain a bit more undercover, a bit more conspicuous. I think. So, because uh, the what the your first answer was Prospero and Violet, mm-hmm. we're going to get a plus one on that sheet as well. Marvelous, thank you. Because that's one that you you feel like you want to revisit. It's uh, it's got a strong connection with you. Um, quick fire round of the two that you've played, uh, which. Is close. Which version of yourself that you've played was the closest to what you're really like, and which was the furthest away? Out of the two, you know what? I'm going to give a really crappy answer. I think they're both like me because one is very much kind of like my the physical aspects of my personality: running, climbing trees, and being silly and running off by myself. And the other side is the more sort of mentally uh, uh, being able to focus and 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 come up with long cons and role playing and stuff. Maybe Josh of the Jungle was a little bit more like my, like me. Do you want? Um, Shall we throw this one open to the floor? Uh, who, character assassination time. Who who think who? Th- thinks heist Josh is closer to real Josh and who thinks Island Josh is closer I think Island Josh is probably more closer personally (laughs) the air of the flamboyant has a tendency of sneaking out wild card baby yeah exactly catchphrase (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, I think your attachment to your sequins rang true (laughs) but I I don't know there were a lot of it's difficult because I was in the season with Josh for heist and 
there were a lot of moments where you made decisions where I thought, yeah, that's an answer bite. That's something you would do. Poor decisions. <laughs> it's the high risk, high reward thing, you know. Yeah, and it, boy, it, did we get a high reward. We really didn't. No. Um, no, I, I agree that Island Josh is probably closer okay. to real life. All right, in which case, so Island Josh is getting another plus one. Wow. So that takes it up to a plus two. But that means Heist Josh is getting a minus one, so that's Ooh. now down to neutral. Ooh. Right. Well, yeah. we, we, we know that he's prone yeah. to failure anyway, so I think maybe if we just throw Heist Josh under the bus, <laughs> so to speak. Uh, so finally, and, and pressure's off because this part doesn't have any bearing on how the game's going to run. We've, we've been through nine different genres in this uh, podcast so far. Uh, are there any that we haven't done? that you wish we had done or wish we could do in the future. I was thinking about this. I'm a big fan of the horror genre Mm -hmm. in general. Um, And you've certainly, you and Alex have certainly played a game of Ten Candles with me, another another very good RPG, which is about building tension, about building this idea about trying to survive against the odds. Uh, Whether or not that style would work with the propensity with our group to be silly and to make silly noises and voices whether or not you'd be able to balance those two very differing styles uh is um is is, is well, to be seen the, the closest we've got to horror was season one our, our yes, ghost story and that, that evolved very quickly into bovril based shenanigans so <laughs> that's what we remember but <laughs> yeah there was quite a lot of ghost bits there was yeah. there was ghost action as well yeah. yeah so i'd like to see a sort of you know a classic either a 1930s escape from the mummy or escape from Frankenstein or a sort of more modern classic zombie infected infested city people really going against the odds and that would bring the danger up and the tension up in the group a lot more if it wasn't a case of just finding honeycomb or just trying to con somebody if it was a case of you know trying to do something a bit more do um, 28 plays later nice you have to do a play a day in order to uh, kill the zombie population wow yeah no I like that oh wow did it Coming this this Halloween season at the Ariadne Theatre, probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Play of the Dead, that could be another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Well, maybe we'll see that in the future. Um, but uh, hopefully, very soon, we will see uh, Heist Josh and Island Josh again. Uh, Josh, you're ready to play? I'm ready to play. I'm the island and the island is me. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> been listening to Merely Role Players. In this season, you'll hear Ellie Pitkin, Alex Pankhurst, Josh Yard and Dave, Chris Starkey, Chris Buxy and Chris, Helen Stratton, Ellen Gould, Natalie Winter and Strat, all playing various versions of themselves, along with special guest appearances by Ellie Pitkin as Nia and the Space Jam Continuum podcast's Chris McLennan as Candice. I'm Matt, and I edited and produced the season, wrote and performed the theme music, and designed and ran the game we're playing. Like most of our games, this one's powered by the apocalypse. You can find more games in this genre at apocalypse-world.com pbta. If you enjoy Merely Roleplayers, let us know with a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or wherever you do your listening. You can also find us on Twitter at Merely Roleplay, at facebook.com slash merelyroleplayers, and at merelyroleplayers.com. Merely Role Players is an independent production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. 
Join us for more drama next episode.